Hello everyone and welcome to our joint service this morning. My name is Anne and I'm the Church Secretary here at Hillhead and I think I can speak for all of us at Hillhead. We are delighted uh, that you're joining us this morning and that we're joining you and we hope that you will. Um, we would love to be with you on the beautiful Isle of Butte this morning but uh, most of us are spread around the country and welcome as always to friends and family joining us from other parts of the UK and around the world. Along with our minister, Katrina, our service will be led by the Reverend Peter Atkins of Ardbeg Baptist Church and Nicola Sutherland, also from Ardbeg. Now, Nicola, we all know because uh, Nicola did our place, her placement here last year. So, Nicola, um, it's lovely to see you again. And I think we spotted the children in the background earlier. Lovely to see them too. Uh, and those of you who've been uh, longer uh, at Hillhead will have met Peter too because Peter preached when we were still meeting in the Trist. Uh, so it's lovely to have you back, Peter, and we're looking forward to this morning's service. Our musicians today are Paul, Yang Yang, Eli, and Leo. And we'll also hear the voices of Sylvia and Tamara from Hillhead and Joanne from Ardbeg. In a minute or two, we'll be lighting our candle and we're all invited to light a candle at the same time if we would like to. Um, you may have spotted in the chat uh, Katrina saying, don't worry if you haven't found the order of service. I think it will be, Ardbeg, it will be in your uh, email inbox, but only very recently. So don't worry, just go with the flow uh, and it'll be lovely. But I will remind you that we will celebrate communion together towards the end of this service. So if you could have something to eat and drink just ready for that, that would be brilliant. Then for the Hillhead people, just a wee reminder that at four o'clock this afternoon, it's Zoom Sunday School. Um, I sent the invitations out last Tuesday, but if you can't find it, just drop me an email after this service and I'll send it again. At 7 p.m. this evening, um, we'll be uh, having our evening service jointly with our friends from local churches of Scotland. This will be the third in our Lent study series inspired by the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. I'll be leading that service 
And uh, if you're coming for the first time tonight, it would be helpful just to have a wee read over the introduction to the series that was attached to your invitation uh, to today's services. Then again, Hillhead folk, as you know, our Lent appeal this year is in aid of Glasgow City Mission. Our Just Giving page is already active and will remain active right through till Easter Sunday. The details of the Just Giving address are in the March edition of the Church magazine and also on the Church's Facebook page. Finally, next Sunday at 11am, Katrina will lead morning worship and at 7pm, Liz Johnston-Blythe will lead our evening service. Time now to light our candle. Thank you, and um, if anybody doesn't know me, I'm, I'm Katrina from Hillhead. Usually some of our young folk light the candles, but I can't see um, the folk who we'd hopefully be able to do it this morning. So you get second best, which is me. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights the way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. Oh, oh, oh. 
we're going to come to God now in our prayers of approach. And after I have led us in prayer, Sylvia from Hillhead will lead us in the Lord's Prayer and she will do so in Spanish. But please feel free to join in in the version and the language that is most natural for you. Um, and we do keep our mics muted because otherwise Zoom has a habit of crashing. But in our mind's eye, or mind's ear at least, we will hear multi-voices in multi-languages. So let's pray. God of heaven and earth, as we meet together for worship, help us to do so with grateful hearts and open minds, ready to receive your mercy, grace and love, willing to hear your transforming words of challenge and encouragement. Christ Jesus, companion on the journeys of Lent and of life, help us to stay close to you, walking in your footsteps, eager to discover what only you can show us, resolute in our commitment to be your followers. Holy Spirit, comforter, inspirer and advocate, Help us to keep on keeping on, determined to be the people we are called to be, courageous to speak and to act for justice and for truth. Triune God, eternal community of love, help us to worship authentically, to listen attentively and to love generously. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I'm reading the Lord's Prayers in Spanish. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea su nombre. Venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad, en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy el pan de este día y perdona nuestras deudas, como nosotros perdonamos nuestros deudores. Y no nos dejes caer en la tentación, sino que líbranos de todo mal. Amén.
reading comes from John chapter 2 verses 12 until 25. Jesus went to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers and his disciples and they remained there for a few days. The Passover of the Jews was near and Jesus went up to Jerusalem in the temple. He found people selling cattle, sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also put out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here, stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will rise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone. For he himself knew what was in everyone. The second reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 1 to 4. Jesus was at the temple. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all that she had to live on.
Hello, and welcome to this special news report from Jerusalem Television. I am at the Temple Steps, and I am the religious affairs correspondent, Verity Seeker. This week, there have been growing reports of unrest in and around the Temple, linked to the arrival of the Northern Rabbi, Joshua Ben David, who only a couple of weeks ago caused a stir when he attended a wedding in Cana. Apparently, he turned the contents of six stone water jars, normally set aside for ritual washing, into fine wine. Seemingly, he and his entourage then have entered the outer courts of the temple and have caused mayhem, overturning tables, driving out people and animals into the streets. Joining me now is one of the temple officials. Um, excuse me, sir. Um, what can you tell me about these events? Friends, friends, calm, calm down, everyone. Let's not get carried away with this fuss over nothing. In the holy city, we are used to a little Passover excitement and troublemaking. Nine times out of ten. There's a Galilean with a Messiah complex behind it all. But calm down, calm down, everyone. We in the Ministry for Religious Affairs appreciate their northern rustic passion. And though, of course, we cannot support their mob rule methodology, we appreciate their righteous passion for reform. I have been duly authorized to remind and assure everyone that we at the ministry are more than capable of maintaining law and order, both of which are necessary and appropriate in our holy places. I would call on everyone at this sensitive time and this sacred time to remember that we are a people of shalom. We do not need incendiary words about the destruction of our temple. We know all too well that there are enemies of our destruction, our holy places desecrated. However, all the true children of Abraham know that as long as we are faithful to the path of Moses, that he handed down and has been safeguarded and preserved by our anointed leaders, our temple and our city will stand forever in the sight of heaven. Now you know, as well as I do, that loyal Jews from across the world have been honored to contribute to the beautification of this hallowed house. Even now we can hear that holy work that our grandfathers began still going on. We honor God with these beautiful stones. Compare them as a fruit of righteousness with the gravestones that are the inevitable end of those who follow whoever is the latest Galilean Messiah. However, we are not insensitive. We understand that there are some 
especially among those classes which have contributed least to our people's sacred labor, who have complaints concerning certain administrative matters. We are the heirs of Moses, to whom the multitude often complained. We expect nothing different. But we in the ministry, your most humble servants, advise you to follow due process and ancient precedent, as lest, like we, like Moses, are driven by your own folly to regrettable violence as we shepherd Israel through these difficult times. Let me speak candidly, if I may, as an older brother. We are called to righteousness. This is our salvation, our righteousness among the nations. This is our honor throughout the world. But in our zeal, let us not lose our senses. I too have the blood of zealous Phineas in my veins. But if you love these splendid sacred stones, if you wish your children to have access to the atonement with God that is only available in this place, if you have any love at all for the Lord, for your neighbor or for yourself, then do not play with holy things. We respect the idealism and the simplicity of our young northern friends. If it were our way, nobody would be taxed. We are all brothers after all. But this temple is not built on coppers. It's built on gold and on silver. And while you are free to enjoy the party tricks of wine bibbers, we bear adult responsibility. Our nation totters between the idolatric fantasies of those who would bring chaos. If this house, which is our salvation, is divided, it will not stand. We hold in sacred trust the salvation of this people. We are held accountable before heaven for your blood. And we will not play games with the sacred inheritance, indeed the very souls of our children. was certainly an interesting perspective on the events that have been happening. Try to imagine what it's like to go about your daily work and some rabble rouser comes in and disrupts anything. 
but there is wisdom, I guess, in what we heard from the officials. But strangely, even why some of the religious officials and the priests and the teachers and the scribes and the theologians are angry, other people are not. The foreigners, the people of limited means, and even some of the Jewish women seem to take a different view. Excuse me, um, you there. Yes, you, you, madam. What do you think about the events happening at the temple? You wish to ask me something? Are you sure? Am I in trouble? Okay then, if you're sure. Wait, did you see how much I just exchanged? I promise. I'll try and give more to the temple the next time I come. I always hope that people don't see me. I think nobody sees me. <clears throat> I always hope. Yes. You see, I did I did have six coins. I had six coins, but then I went to the money exchanger and um he only gave me two. It looks like so little, especially when others are given more money than I've ever seen before. You sure I'm not in trouble? Okay. Yes, I saw the man. I think they call him Jesus. Yes, they call him Jesus. Everybody's talking about him. Um, he, he was sitting over there. He was watching everything that was going on. And I was sitting over there. I'd see, I, I like to take some rest and I like to thank God for his provisions before I put my money in the chest. I always do that. But I must admit, today I, I, I sat for a wee while longer because, well, Passover's coming and there's so many people in the temple and there's so many stalls. So I sat for longer than usual. It's good to watch them. Anyway, that man, that, Jesus, Jesus the man, um, he, he was, when we sat over there, he was fiddling with some cord and all of a sudden he got up. Using the cord, he herded the animals and the stall holders out of the temple. And then he came back and lo and behold, he went to the man that changes the money. And he flipped the tables upside down and all the money was going everywhere. I tell you, I've never seen so much money in this day. Then Jesus, the man, shouted really loud, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. I don't understand. What is he talking about? How can the temple be his father's house? Doesn't make any sense. But he was truly angry. Well, you should have seen the face of the money exchanger. I've never seen a man move so fast. All the while he kept his eyes on the coins. He never took his eyes off them once, I tell you. There was a group of people with Jesus. They were speaking over where Jesus was. And that is when the holy men came out. I just stayed where I was. Because you see, I don't like to draw attention to myself. And the holy men asked Jesus, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered, destroy the temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. Well, the holy men, they couldn't take him seriously. 
after all, it's taken 46 years to build God's house and it's still not finished. I don't think they ever will finish it, you know. Poor Jesus. It must be the heat. Oh dear. Would you believe it? In all that stromage, I forgot to put my coins in the chest. I'll come back and put them in another time because there's been too much excitement for today and I'm really tired. I need to go and get some rest. Poor Jesus. God bless him. It must be the heat. So there we have it then. The officials and deeply religious people, some of them are angry, some of them are upset. And the people on the margins and the people beyond the margins seem to see this as something good. Maybe even, dare I say it, something holy, something godly. On the one hand, there are clearly devout, earnest people who want to maintain good order, who fear the risks of contamination, of heresy, of losing everything that they have given their lives to. And on the other hand, there are people who find themselves excluded just because of who they are. On the one hand, the rabbi Joshua seems to be challenging everything that provides safety and security for the people in power, for the religious people, the nice people. And on the other hand, he takes the time to notice tiny details. A widow with just two coins trying to hide away. And he speaks. He speaks out for those who are powerless. So what are we to make of all of this? Where is the tension between keeping good order and excluding those who are seeking for God? How can good, honest, earnest, religious people recognise their own biases and prejudices? Who is going to speak up for the people who have no voice? And I can't help wondering where all this is going to end. Seems there are a lot of questions to ponder here. Maybe it will become clearer in the weeks ahead. This is Verity Seeker, JTV News, outside the temple.
now to our prayers for others and for each other. And in these prayers today, there is a response which you're invited to join in with where you are. So from time to time, I will say the words, merciful God. And you are invited to say, if you would like to, in your own home, hear our prayer. So merciful God, hear our prayer. Let's pray together. Just and joyful God, restorer of wholeness, welcomer of those who are marginalised or excluded, holy one, who we meet in the scandalous Christ, overturner of tables and noticer of those who are unnoticed. Hear us as we come now with our prayers for the world, for the church and for each other. As world news continues to be dominated by troubling reports of corruption, injustice, climate chaos and pandemic disease, and when our own lives feel small and restricted, it is good to focus on some signs of hope. And this week, the organisation World News in Prayer offer us these words. We take hope from the many across the world who are committed to making sure that the lessons of this pandemic do not go to waste. We pray that inequities and injustices in healthcare, infrastructure, education and economies revealed by the crisis do not get swept under the rug again. That we remember that issues that we had long thought to be insoluble in the light of the urgency of the pandemic, have already proven to be both immediately necessary and thoroughly probable possible. So help us play our part in the transformation of systems and structures. Merciful God, hear our prayer. Our friends at BMS World Mission ask for our prayers as they re-examine and review their environmental policies and practices, seeking to live out their conviction that, in Christ, God redeems all of creation. Creating and redeeming God, who delights in everything you have made, grant wisdom, insight and determination to BMS and the organisations they partner with around the globe, especially in those projects linked to creation care and sustainability. Merciful God, hear our prayer. Closer to home, the Baptist Union of Scotland invites us to pray for chaplains in military and healthcare settings. Healing and restoring God, whose desire is to recreate and renew all creation. Draw close to those who speak your words of comfort and peace in situations of danger, sickness and death. Especially, we pray for those who support patients, families and medical staff impacted by the horror of COVID. 
merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for those churches named in the BUS prayer diary for this week. For Campbelltown, working with other Christians to share the good news in their locality. For Canon Mills in Edinburgh, who describe themselves as a wee church with a big heart. For Carluke, thinking especially of their pastor Trevor Wilson and others in the church who have been seriously ill with COVID. Calling and equipping God, who attracts us to communities where we may flourish and serve, we pray for these, our siblings, as they live out their faith in different, yet equally challenging contexts. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for our own congregations, for Ardbeg on the beautiful island of Butte, and for Hillhead in the vibrant west end of Glasgow. From the Hillhead Prayer Diary, we bring to you our newly restructured finance group, busy putting into place all the administrative groundwork to allow them to work eff effectively. And from our cycle of prayer for each other, we name before you Emma and Drew, Jane, Wendy, Steve, Neil, Anita and Bonnie, Dr Beth, Mary, Roger and Janet, Morag, Joyce, Jen, Andrew, Carl and Aidan, Elaine, Graham, Freya and Sarah. And from Ardbeg's prayer list we name before you, Brian, Pat, Agnes, Sophia, Jean, Tina, Kenneth. And we pray especially from those from Ardbeg who are unable to access Zoom for whatever reason it may be, and so may feel left out or marginalised, especially today. May they be aware of your comforting presence and may we be sensitive to their needs. Merciful God, hear our prayer. Untamable spirit wisdom, free as the wind, gentle as the dove, comfort all who are hurting or in distress and challenge all who have become a little too comfortable. Scandalous Christ, fully God and wholly human, surprise us with new insights and understanding and show us how we may be part of the answer to our own prayers. Holy God, always just out of reach, yet closer than our own heartbeat, accept our prayers, spoken, thought, and beyond articulation, and bless us in our continued desire to follow Jesus. Amen.
So we come to share communion together and Peter, Nicola and I will be sharing in a three-voiced communion. So the three of us will have our mics open the whole time. We gather to remember the scandalous stories of Jesus, to break bread and to drink wine and all are welcome. We gather to live the transformative truths of Christ, to work for justice until all are fed and all are welcome. We gather to share the mystery that invites us with those we know and those we have never met and all are welcome. We gather, we gather to remember, remember Jesus' death. death. We, we gather to remember Christ's rising. rising. We, we gather to anticipate the heavenly banquet where all find welcome forevermore. Let us listen to the words of an apostle called Paul. I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also, and after supper, saying, This cup is the covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And Paul concluded by saying, As often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Blessed are you, God of all creation, who brings forth grain from the earth and fruit from the vine. By your goodness, we have this bread and this wine, crops of the earth and product of human endeavour. Blessed are you, Christ of eternity, who makes precious the token feast we share by giving new meaning to familiar signs and symbols. Blessed are you, spirit of wisdom, who opens up the mystery and wonder of what we express here. Accept our gratitude, we pray. Amen. Jesus, bless the bread broke it and shared it with his friends. We are his friends, so let us eat together and remember him. Jesus blessed the wine and shared it 
with his friends. We are his friends. So let us drink together as a sign of our unity in Christ. Your dying, we commemorate. Your rising, we celebrate. Your eternal rule, we anticipate. Glory be to you, O Christ. May the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace, now and always. Amen. is after we have had the blessing that we have an opportunity to go into chat rooms for around about 10 minutes. I have set them up. They are quite large. So um, if you can't stay, that's not a problem. If you find yourself in a chat room on your own, I promise I will move you to a chat room with other people. And I think um, that where Ardbeg people are, there are at least two of you together. So you won't be totally with strangers. And so a final blessing. As we leave this place of gathering and scatter to our everyday lives, may God watch over us, Jesus accompany us, and the Holy Spirit inspire us today and every day. Amen. <laughs>